1: We welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Album. Alongside me is my friend and producer, Lisa Goich. Hi, Lisa.
0: Hello, Mitch Album.
1: Nice to have you with us as always. And um, this podcast is inspired by the book Tuesdays with Maury, which I wrote uh, over 24 years ago now and uh, coming up on 25, hard to believe. And the lessons that I learned alongside my old college professor, Maury Schwartz, still resonate true today. And we share them with you once a week. We select one or we try to match it up to something that's happening in the world or something that's happening in our lives. And in this particular case, in this particular show, this is one that's pretty close to both Lisa and I. Uh, because both of us now, me a few years ago, and Lisa sadly this past week, became members of a club that we did not want to become members of ever. And that is the Parentless Club, I lost both my mother and father over the course of the last five years. And uh, Lisa lost, uh, your mom was within the last 10 years, twenty eleven. Yeah, and then your dad, sadly, just this past week. And Lisa and I were talking uh, about what we wanted to do for the show, and we said, well, you know, we've always talked about this privately. We don't want to be members of this club. And yet, invariably, if you are lucky enough to have good health, you will eventually become a member of this club, because chances are you're mm-hmm. going to uh, you're, you're gonna outlive your parents. And yeah. what happens to that? Now, Maury went through this himself. Um, his mother died when he was very young. His father died when he was really uh, barely a young man. And so he went through much of his life without parents. And he had to uh, make do on his own. And he had to face what you and I have faced more recently, Elisa, very young. And I do think it, I do think it depends on when it happens to you, first and foremost. If, for example, you're just uh, tragically struck with the absence of both parents when you're young, you know, like all the orphans mm-hmm. that we work with at the Have Faith Haiti mission, um, their world— their perception is much different. The, they have never had mothers and fathers, so they have found family in other places. They find it with their brothers and sisters at the orphanage. They take solace and comfort in that. There are certain things that they just don't get used to, like having long discussions at night on the on the bed of their mother or father, you know, or snuggling right. in bed with mom and dad when you're four and five and six and eight years old, or... or uh, uh, getting the special treatment from mom and dad on your birthday because see, the other kids, it's not their birthday, but it's your birthday. And so, you, you, you know, or having to worry about the positive reinforcement from mom mm-hmm. and dad. You know how often kids do things only to please their parents. Yeah. However, I have found that all of those kids find those things in other places they find the comfort in older brothers and sisters. They find the snuggling with visitors who come down. So, for example, a, a, uh, a child of someone who has a mother and a father who might be five or six years old, uh, and a visitor comes and you're sitting down in a, in a room. The child is going to sit in the mother and father's lap, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you've seen these kids do this all the time. They duck their heads. And they, mm-hmm. they get shy and they say, say hello to Mrs. Johnson. Oh, no, you know, the head goes down and they bury their head mm-hmm. where? In their mother's arm, right? Or in yeah. their father's side. That's what, they, that's their home base. Well, and out, at our orphanage, our kids sit on the laps of the strangers who come the first night that they're there. Because Aww. they're adults, and uh, especially if they're like a female and of a, like a mother's age to the kid, instantly yeah. they're in and they're leaning in and they're they're hugging or whatever, even though they don't know who this person really is. So the need for that, the desire for that, I think is 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 in our blood. It's in our DNA, and we find these things where we can. So even though these kids have lost both of their parents, they immediately try to find the things that parents provide in other people so i think it's a very mm-hmm. human thing that we seek from our parents we seek their approval we seek their guidance we seek their safety and their security we of course seek their love and mm-hmm. uh, and, and and their connection the connection that they provide us with some sense of our identity we are who we are through our parents. In the case of those of us lucky enough to have our parents, we look like them. We sound like them. Oh, God, I'm sounding like my mother now. Remember? (laughs) Often you say that. I can't believe I said something (laughs) yesterday that my father used to, I can't, I'm sounding like my father now. But these things are part of our our growth, a part Mm -hmm. of our identity. They are, parents are inside us, even as they are outside of us. That is always the case. So, when you lose your parent parents. This is a different discussion than when you we, we had one about when you lose your mom or when you, yeah. this is when you lose both. Okay, for me, the first thing I realized was a sense that oh my god, I'm the grown up. hmm I'm the grown up. There is nobody to go check with. You are no doubt going through this right now. You mentioned before we got on the air, you're planning the funeral and things like that. It's not only the planning of the funeral, it's the fact that you can't check in with mom and dad. Yeah. On planning the funeral. You can't touch base with your parents and say, how should we do this? Or I'm doing it this way. Or is it good? Or are you, are you all right with this? Are you going to be there? They're not there. Those mm-hmm. decisions right out of the gate with the funeral. That's why funerals for your parents, your last parent, are so painful and yet powerful because you are immediately thrust into the role of I'm in charge now, even yeah. as you're saying that as a question, I'm in charge now, right. and then this, <laughs> I'm in charge now, I'm in charge yeah, now, hard. oh my God, I'm in charge now. Are you finding that?
0: Oh, yeah, right now. That's I've been super stressed today. This is a horribly stressful day. I mean, my brother is doing most of the stuff in Michigan he went to the cemetery you know picked out the casket all those things you have to do yep um, they've had a grave since my mom died so that's already set but all these other little things that there's so many little moments <laughs>
1: right what do so we eat details. at
0: the after thing right. what are we
1: right and it's not like <laughs> you, know, you have not planned you've done birthday parties and you've done yeah. christmas parties and you've done things it's just that this is this is now for your parents without your parents. Yeah. And it's different. So that's the first thing I would say that happens. going to rattle off a number of things that you can expect. Or perhaps you've gone through this and you can kind of go with us on this uh, at home and say, yeah, this happened to me too. Number one, I'm in charge. Oh my God, I'm in charge. Question mark, I'm yeah. in charge. Period, I'm in charge. Number two, I'm next. Mm. This is a very, uh, mm. maybe not the first week, but this starts to hit you, and and will likely hit you too, Lisa, uh, shortly after your parents are buried, the last of which, and in my case, for example, my mother and father were buried together. So when we had the, uh, you know, one grave was next to the other, and so when we had the mm-hmm. ceremony for my father, um, and we put the headstone on, it, it read for both of them, and it was very clear the two of them were gone. And oh. I remember feeling, from that point forward, okay, I have no protection now to say, I can't die. My parents are still alive. Mm-hmm. It's almost ah, like yes. there's a buffer between you and, and mortality. Yeah, I can't die yet. My parents are still alive. I can't die. My grandparents are still alive. When yeah. there is nobody in the generation beyond you, you start to think, oh my God, I'm next. Now you may buffer yourself with an aunt or an uncle, you know, you may say, well, I'm only mm-hmm. 62 and my aunt and uncle, they're 78 and 80. So they're going to go first because of the of the family line. And yeah. might, that, that might work for you. But I'm I I'm warning you and, and confirming, don't be surprised if you feel like, uh, oh, my God, I'm next. I am, you know, yeah. and you start to worry about your health and you start to make notices about your health and the things went wrong. Both my parents died of strokes. I have had a mortal fear of strokes. Ever since, I'm not a candidate mm-hmm. for a stroke, according to the doctors. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm that's one area I have nothing to worry about. Like my heart's really good, and all the rest. And yet, I'm convinced a stroke will take me out. Why? Well, sort of. It was good enough for my parents, you know, and so I worry about that all the time now. I never used to worry about that. That was something that was hitting my parents, but they're okay, so it's not going to hit me when it takes them. You start to worry about your health. So that's the next, that's the second thing. I'm next. Number three, you have problems with your brothers and sisters.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Expect this there will be a reshuffling of the pecking order of the family after both parents are gone. While your mother, father, or both are alive, you have a sort of central committee to which you report, brother, yes. or sister, whatever. And you can always go to your mother and say, my little sister, you know, she's acting up against you. Well, you know how your sister is, you know. My big brother, mm. he's acting like this. Well, stop doing it. You guys have been fighting over this for years. Stop it. You know, it it hurts me. Don't fight. And there's always that sort of, as I say, the sort of... Mm-hmm. Politburo, the committee that oversees what goes on down below, and you can never rise above that. When both parents are gone, there is a shift, and you will find brothers and sisters sort of jockeying for the position of head of the family. How mm-hmm. will this manifest itself? It will manifest itself in little ways. Christmas is going to be at my house this year. We, we always did it at mom and dad's, but they're gone. My house. No, why your house? Why not my house? Well, mom Mm -hmm. wanted it to be at my... Well, no, mom didn't want it that way. If this is ringing true to anybody out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, When you start to divide the estate, some of the worst battles that take place within a family sadly come as a result of fighting over the possessions that their parents left them as as a gift. You know, it was left for a reason... It was left to like, here, this will make your life easier, or this will make your life better. You get the couch, or you get this amount of money, or you get the house. And yet, it can end up being the worst thing for a family. I've seen so many families split apart over inheritances, when that is the last thing that their parents would have wanted the inheritance to do.
0: Yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about that. (laughs) There's nothing.
1: (laughs) Nothing there to fight over? I'm getting...
0: No, I asked for my dad's pocket knife. That was it. (laughs) That's all I care about.
1: You did well. Okay. Uh, but mm-hmm. there will be I mean, there, there's always that there's there's whose responsibility is it to take care of the estate, whose responsibility is to pay off the bills, whose responsibility, how are we paying for the funeral? A- and yeah. then all the things that there are to come, there will be tax returns that you have to take care of and government papers that have to be taken care of. You take care of this. Do you realize how much work I'm doing on this? Well, that's your job. You're the ones who are supposed to do. Well, what? Someone did it become my job? There's all this infighting that can go on between brothers and sisters. Folks, be careful. Don't lose your family over losing your parents. Don't lose your family over losing Mm -hmm. your parents. That's not what your parents will want. Along those lines.
0: That's a good quote there, by the way, Mitch.
1: Yeah, I just thought of it. (laughs) Don't lose your family (laughs) over losing your parents. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Um, That's like four, I said, I think. Five will be, uh, holidays will change. they'll change in the logistics. If they used to always be at your parents' house or people used to come to that state because that's where your parents were or whatever. Now people are going to start saying, well, why don't we do it here? Or why don't we do it there? Or why don't we not do it at all? Now yeah. you start scattering to your, your spouse's parents or things like that. When you do get together, I remember the first Thanksgiving that we had without my father and my mother, it was heartbreaking. Um, it was heartbreaking and it was eye opening because we hosted it we always host thanksgiving but of course they always used to come and now we hosted it and i used to like we had a tradition where my dad would always stand up and and say something and mm-hmm. for the first time i did that and i remember feeling so inadequate you know like how can i fill his shoes how can i you know it's supposed to be him doing this and 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 and, and my is everybody going to start looking at me? There, there are people here who are older than me. There are relatives who are older than me. Why am I the, I'm not the patriarch of the family, and yet it was at my house, and it was it yeah. was kind of the patriarch of Thanksgiving. And uh, it was weird. It was weird. The holiday felt weird, and holidays are going to feel weird. Don't, uh, don't be surprised by that. Um, you're going to have to learn number six, you're gonna have to learn that your parents weren't perfect. While they're alive, they can argue uh, with you over certain things, make their points, et cetera, Mm -hmm. or you're gonna back down. Uh, When they're gone, you're gonna find out that maybe they made some mistakes in their banking, maybe they made mistakes in their health. I remember discovering, for example, that my father um, had a medical condition that is very much uh, a um, genet- genetic condition. Mm-hmm. And he never told me about it. And I, I ended up suffering the same condition. And I only found out about it by asking for his medical records from his doctor. Now, oh, wow. I'm sure he thought that he was doing me a favor by not telling me back you know, 20 years earlier that he was suffering from this thing, but he didn't do me a favor. If I had known, I would have screened for this thing better and I would have been better prepared. And I was kind of angry at my father for that move. Uh, My mother made a move with a a financial thing that she just didn't bother to take care of something. She thought she'd get around to it and she didn't. It cost lots of money for me to undo and lawyers and paperwork. And I I was like, Mom, come on. You know, like this was a simple thing you could have done. She just had to sign something and she didn't. And you're going to find, you're going to hear things about your parents afterwards that you can't confront them with or ask them about. And you're going to have to accept that they weren't perfect when they were on earth and they're not going to be perfect when they're in heaven. And that's okay. You can still love them exactly the same way, even if you discover things about them after the fact that maybe you don't like. yeah.
0: Sort of piggybacking on that, the one thing that's uh, hard is I just realized I can't ask them any more questions. That's so right. you can't ask them about their health. You can't ask them about genetic stuff, family things, questions. I that's have correct. no more.
1: You have information. no more information. That's 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 make that number seven. The book is closed. The faucet. That's right. The faucets have been shut off. The book's closed. Yeah. The the checking in with. You know, I, I always uh, what What was the name of that street called that we lived on? Uh, yeah. What was the uncle Good that time. you told me about? It, it's gone. Yeah, there's a certain amount, and this is going to break your heart because a certain amount of information you're going to say, "Why didn't I find this out beforehand? Why didn't mm-hmm. I chronicle this? Why did we've talked before about how I did that famous video with my mom? Yeah, where she went through every member of the family, and I, it's it's like mm-hmm. one of my most prized possessions, this 24 minute long video of her just rattling through the family history and by all means if your parents are still here please do that with them uh, with the to- with the gadgets that we have now that you can record you can tape you can facetime you can do you can yeah. save it for eternity how could you not if you're at least bit curious about your family history how could you not get that from your parents yeah. now uh but yes that that sort of the library is closed you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the internet has shut down on your, on your family. You can't just go find it out anymore. And along those lines, number eight, you are going to want to speak to your parents. Uh, I am sitting here right now next to a phone that's very old, uh, at least 10, 15 years old. And uh, I remember when my mom would call me on it in the mornings, I'd see the number and I know it was her. Hi, mom, you know, put on the speaker. Hi, dad. Hi, Mitch. And, uh, and, and uh, at other times when I would just press a button and call her, you know, uh, you know, and, and it was always, my mom had a great way of, you know, uh, hello. And i say, hi, mom. Hi. You know, like, you know, she always made me feel (laughs) like the call was welcome, you know, and sometimes you would just call to hear that to be welcomed back into the into the into the womb, you know. Mm-hmm. Welcome back into the nest. You will reach for that phone. I cannot tell you in the first year after my mom died how many times I turned to my right like I'm doing right now to go to dial her number and so oh, can't do that anymore.
0: Yeah, that's hard. I talk to my dad almost every day. So I've been having a hard time this week with that. Yeah, and then and then I don't remember like the last day I called him or I know my brother was at the hospital and said, "Do you want me to get father on the phone with you right now?" And and I was on phone with work, so I couldn't talk to him. And that was my last opportunity. The next mm. day, he was unable to speak.
1: Mm.
0: So I'm thinking of that last call that I never yeah. got to have.
1: You well. Know? That's another thing. Don't torture yourself over last, this, or last, that. I'm pretty sure your mothers and fathers would not want you to um would not want you to berate yourself over, oh, I missed this last thing yeah. Maury I remember said to me, if you're want to have famous last words, you better have really good timing hmm. because while in the movies someone says, a great- I always loved you, and I always will, click off. Right. Yeah. More often than not, the last words tend to be, where's the toilet paper, <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Right. Uh, and so just as when you're departing the world, you shouldn't try to time it so that the last thing you say is brilliant and sums up your whole life. The same thing when you're losing someone don't put all the pressure on the last conversation. Mm-hmm. It rarely works out that way. Unless you know that someone is dying and you realize this is the last chance you have and you say it. But people die all the time. They, they're fine one day and the next day they're gone. And, 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 and people say, but the last thing we did was fight. Or the last thing we did was argued over money or whatever. But don't torture yourself over that. that your li- the life isn't evaluated by the last thing that you did. Who who invented yeah. that rule? That's just movie stuff. Your life is evaluated by the totality of it, not the last yeah. thing. So don't torture yourself if you didn't say the perfect thing at the last minute. That's really not. That's really not the way you measure it. And and finally, um, in the end, you're gonna find out uh, that sadness and love are two sides of the same coin, and you will now and forever be perpetually sad that your parents are no longer with you. That will never turn to happiness. That will never turn to I'm okay with it. That will never turn to neutral. You will always, when you think about Mm -hmm. your parents, wish that they had been here longer, wish that Mm -hmm. they were still here. But that also teaches you how strong your love for your parents is and how much... You love them even through all the crap that you went through. Yeah. There's a famous quote. I don't remember who, who said it, but um, uh, I used it once in a book, and it goes along the lines: If children start out by loving their parents, soon they, eventually, they tolerate them. Rarely, if ever, do they forgive them. Mm. And if you think about that, you know, when a kid first comes out, he needs his mother and father, loves his mother and father, then starts to find the flaws in the mother and father, and then gets angry at the mother and father over certain things. Rarely, if ever, do they forgive them. But you do forgive them or should forgive them uh, when they're no longer here for you to you know, be actively involved in whatever is ticking you off. Yeah. Let that go and let the f- how much you love them dominate. Whatever little things you had, my mother never thought I was good enough. My ma- well, she's not here anymore, so don't be angry. You know, my mm-hmm. father always wanted me to be something else. Okay, but you still became the thing that you did, and he's not here anymore. Don't let that be the memory of your father, because underneath all that, you love them, chances are, and it's better to sort of, you're going to be sad enough that they're not here. Just focus on the love that you had together, and the love that you felt with them, and uh, and don't try to sum them up through their faults. Forgive them. If it's rarely, if ever, did they forgive them, make this the rare time and forgive them, because they forgave you, you know? <laughs> there are a lot of things that you, I bet, gave them a hard time with as well. Any other things that you're finding, Lisa?
0: No, that's about it right now. Ask me next week <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When, when more things start bubbling. Yeah, Actually, no, the week after. Next week is the funeral. Mm. So that will bring some stuff, and then the week after will bring, oh my gosh, now it's all over.
1: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you don't really realize how much you miss them or how sad you are until weeks later. It may not yeah. be until weeks later. But hold on to them and hold on to your family because families do tend to break up after parents are gone for various reasons, and I think that's a good one that we'll bring back from the middle and put at the end. Don't lose your family over losing your parents. Um, mm-hmm. You need them more than you realize. So <clears throat> this has been a little bit more of a timely show for us, and maybe even <laughs> a little bit more of a uh, medicinal show for the two of us, uh, having you know relatively recently and extremely recently joined this club that nobody wants to be a member of. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully some of the things that we offer you today will make it a little easier. That will wrap it up for today's podcast. Uh, we're always glad to have you joining us. And wetuesdaypeople.com on the web is where you can find out more about our podcast, more about our chat conversations and different topics, past shows, and all the like. On behalf of Lisa Goich, my fine friend and producer, I'm Mitch Album saying, see you next Tuesday.
0: Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People.